0: The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz.
1: 805 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Yeah, you can join us too at 512-836-0590. Yeah, early voting, get underway. Yeah, the polls here in Texas open today for early voting and for the presidential primary.
2: Early voting is what we call convenience voting. It allows you to vote when you want to vote and to plan ahead and not have to wait until the last day on election day because if you wait until election day you run the risk that a family issue, a work issue, weather issues, or simply long lines causes you not to cast your vote. There you go,
1: that's Rice University political science professor Mark Jones reminding us that Texas is an open primary state.
2: Meaning that anyone can vote in either primary, the Democratic primary or the Republican primary, regardless of whether or not you think of yourself as a Democrat, a Republican, or an independent. That said, if you vote in the Republican primary in March, you can only vote in the Republican primary runoff in May. And if you vote in the Democratic primary runoff in March, you can only vote in the Democratic primary runoff in May. And if you wanted to sign a petition, say, for a no-labels candidate or some other third-party candidate who's trying to get on the ballot, you're unable to sign that petition if you vote in the March 5th primary. There you go. Uh,
1: Yeah, Mark Jones, Rice University. Uh, I hope that clears up some of the confusion. Uh, this patchwork of voting rules and regulations across the country. And there right. you go. Uh, early voting gets underway today. It's a lengthy process. I mean, you got an opportunity to vote uh, between now and uh, November, right? Well, yeah. I, I mean, unless there's a runoff, right? I mean, there you go. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, now, you, know, you mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so I, one of the, I, I was noticing here, I was looking at the polls, one of the names on the ballot is uh, Ted Cruz. And I've been looking at some polls with him. Have you been following along much with uh, Colin Allred, who looks to be, he's going to be the front runner, uh, probably going to be the guy taking on Ted Cruz for the, right. in the
1: general election? Doesn't have a chance, but anyway. Well,
0: I, see, I, I, I don't know. I, the, the latest poll I saw, they were, they were neck and neck, 44% each. Uh, and, and you know how much Democrats don't like Ted Cruz. So I, I think that they'd be willing, they, they'd vote for a, a, a wet noodle. Uh, if, if given the opportunity over cruise.
1: Listen, environmental activists are seizing in on a new report from the Environmental Protection Agency claiming that the air that you're breathing right now in Austin is dangerous. Yeah, the report claims Austin has air that is dangerously high levels of fine particulate matter in the air. In other words, soot, air pollution. And the EPA says, uh, well, the the soot leads to all kinds of things like increased infant mortality rates, lung disease, and more. Uh, The Texas Commission on Environmental Quality is expected to have a discussion about this uh, with the Capital Area Metropolitan Planning Authority next April.
0: Yeah, so we can talk about, you know, hey, your buses are spewing out too much fine particulate matter into the air. How do we stop this? Yeah, Is this something you walk around afraid of every day? Because I I, I don't believe that I I am at all
1: worried about microscopic uh dust particles and soot i hadn't thought about it i'm only thinking about it because they have a story in the news and i'm probably not going to think about it tomorrow i
0: don't think I, I will i mean because some of this is is maybe smog you know tailpipe emissions
1: but others just dust in the air stuff that's blown around let's see is it sylvia sylvia on the tide and i show this morning good morning sylvia
3: good morning thank you for taking my call how are
1: you today we are outstanding are you calling east of tyler
3: No, Uh, from I-35. Oh, okay. What used to be a 20-minute commute has turned into a two-hour commute. That's right. uh, Because of the cockamamie ways they've designed the roads in Austin. Honestly, I believe they've given the kid an etch-a-sketch, and that's how they're designing the roads. Mm -hmm. But they're putting so many chokes into the roads itself, it's unreal. Explain. Um, What used to be two-lane roads or three-lane roads is reduced to one lane, um, where you used to be able to go straight, you have to go around, uh, make turns like up at Palmer Lane, you have to make a turn and then find another way back to I-35 if you haven't got onto the access road. Uh, it's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah. So what, uh, what, what solutions would you like to see? Do you want to see less traffic out there, more public transportation? Do you like this I-35 overhaul? Dot is, is working on what? How, what would you like to see changed out
3: there? I'd like to see um, more straight shots. Stop reducing lanes to from three to two or one. Uh, Stop putting in all these bike lanes and bus lanes and everything else. It's just choking up the traffic.
1: Yeah, yeah, all right. That train chokes up a lot of traffic too. When it's uh, when it's passing there, especially there on Airport Boulevard, you could get stuck at the light there for you know ten, fifteen minutes. It seems like it seems like forever. And you could you look in either direction. There's cars backed up for, uh, you know, as far as you can see. Yeah. Wait for the train to go by.
0: Yeah. There's a, there's a track like that over on Duval also that just drives me nuts. Yeah.
1: It is uh, 810. Uh, you could jump in here at 512-836-0590 uh, here on the Todd and Oz Show. And, uh, well, still some, some talk about uh, Ukrainian aid. Mm. Uh, and in fact, foreign aid for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, and, uh, and the possibilities of uh, addressing the border issue as well. Something that's being discussed. Republicans are pushing for it, uh, but uh, yeah, jump in here at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Uh, here on the Todd and Oz Show. Here's Ryan Schmelz. President Biden tells reporters he's happy to meet with House Speaker Mike
0: Johnson, who says he's been requesting a one-on-one meeting for weeks to discuss border and national security. After the Senate's attempts to pass a border security reform bill failed, House lawmakers think they have the best chance to get a deal done.
2: I like the idea of, of trying,
0: right? Homeland Security Committee Chairman Mark Green says he's working on a border security deal with a bipartisan group of lawmakers. Meanwhile, a group of senators are trying to rally support on their $66 billion military aid bill that includes Ukraine funding and would bring back the Trump-era policy Remain in Mexico, which requires asylum seekers to wait in Mexico until their immigration trial date. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz,
1: Fox News. Yeah, Mexican officials have previously rejected the idea of bringing back uh, the Remain in Mexico policy. And, uh, yeah, jump in here at 512-836-0590. Uh, meanwhile, this, uh, the, the looming offensive in Rafa, uh, you know, Israeli forces continuing to prepare for some sort of offensive in Rafa. And uh, the Biden administration is now calling for a, a sensible ceasefire, if you will. 817 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Jump in at 512-836-0590. Jury selection begins today for two former Williamson County deputies charged in the manslaughter death of Javier Ambler. Uh, And uh, we'll dive a little bit deeper into that straight ahead. You may want to weigh in, too. Uh, Let's see. Let's squeeze in. uh, Is it uh, Sparky on Mopac? Good morning.
2: Morning, sir. I, I think we need to kind of forget the foreign aid right now and send some aid to Donald Trump.
4: Help him get out of this mess.
1: Yeah, okay. Since a foreign aid to yeah, Donald yeah, Trump? Yeah, yeah. How about no? How about what? Wow. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. Is it uh, Mark in Georgetown?
4: Hey, Mark. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Great. I get up every morning and then watch the news, and then I get in the car, and I listen to you guys all day long. I love your show, but there's something that just been bothering me about this whole illegal immigrant thing. We all know it's a ruse, and it's it's not uh, right, but what I see is I see the the interviewers on the news on all channels, doesn't matter which one it is if I go between them, and they'll ask these immigrants in line at the border, what are you coming here for? I have not seen one, not one, say, I'm coming here because I feel politically persecuted in my country. I have a fear of death or harm or any of that. All I see everyone say is I'm coming here to work. Yeah. I'm and that's, coming here because I want a job. That's not a legitimate reason. immediate disqualification and send you home. And I don't yeah. get why they're not doing that.
1: No, that's you're absolutely right. Poverty is not a... Uh, a reason for asylum. No, no, I, I, I hear you, man. Yeah, that's you're absolutely right on that front. Is it uh, Brian in Dripping Springs? Good morning.
4: Good morning. I need to correct you. You've been saying if you vote, like if you're a Republican and vote in the Democrat primary, you're locked in now and in November. You are not locked in
1: in November. Yeah, I may have misspoke. Yeah, I misspoke on that one. That's why we had Mark Jones on, talking about this this open primary uh, election day. Well, early voting is getting underway today.
2: Meaning that anyone can vote in either primary, the Democratic primary or the Republican primary, regardless of whether or not you think of yourself as a Democrat, a Republican, or an Independent. That said, if you vote in the Republican primary in March you can only vote in the Republican primary runoff in May. And if you vote in the Democratic primary runoff in March, you can only vote in the Democratic primary runoff in May. And if you wanted to sign a petition, say, for a no-labels candidate or some other third-party candidate who's trying to get on the ballot, you're unable to sign that petition if you vote in the March 5th primary.
1: All right, there you go. That's uh, Rice University political professor uh, Mark Jones Uh, Jump in at 512-836-0590. Jury selection begins today for two former Williamson County deputies charged with manslaughter in the death of Javier Ambler. Ambler, a former postal worker, died during a a, a high-speed chase in March of 2019 uh, with former Williamson County Sheriff's uh, deputies uh, James Johnson and Zachary Camden. Uh, it was a 22-minute high-speed chase. That's right, through two counties. It ended up ended in a crash. It ended in North Austin. Uh, Johnson and Camden were also being filmed at that moment on that uh, reality show, Live PD, uh, which uh, at the time aired on A&E. Uh, and the footage of this incident uh, never aired on television, and, and it was reportedly destroyed. And prosecutors claimed that Johnson and Camden acted recklessly in restraining Ambler while using a stun gun, which occurred after authorities say Ambler said he could not breathe and um, and had health conditions. This, according to the indictments, he's a big boy. He's a big one. He's a big, uh, big, big guy. Well, and you know when when police are arresting people,
0: boy. they they make comments all the time. Oh, I can't breathe. Oh, my arms hurt. Oh, I, I, and mo- most of the time they're they're just hamming it up. You know, how are the cops supposed to know that he had congestive heart failure?
1: Well, Ambler was obviously reckless. Jury he he was. led police on a high-speed chase through two counties for 22 minutes. Uh, earlier this month, attorneys for Johnson and Camden appeared before the 299th District Court. And during that hearing, the prosecution and the defense expressed they wanted to clarify what they could and could not be said during the jury selection in court. Now, those attorneys also wanted to ensure that uh, two other cases connected with Ambler's death Uh, only be mentioned as needed during Johnson and Camden's trial. this comes after prosecutors and the defense said that they needed more time to prepare for the trial of uh, former Williamson County Sheriff Robert Chody and the former county prosecutor Jason Nassour. Both were charged with tampering with evidence related to Ambler's death. Possibly, I guess, they're accused of destroying the video. That's what the... that's, that's that As the story goes, yeah. 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 They, they got rid of it. Now, uh, following the jury selection for Johnson and Camden, uh, the trial set to begin fe- you know, uh, February the 26th, a spokesperson for the district attorney's office said in a statement, the Travis County District Attorney's Office is committed to seeking justice on behalf of Javier Ambler and his family uh, and is ready for trial. Uh, look, all right,
0: look. This guy he led cops on a 22-minute high-speed chase through two counties. What? What? What, what do you think? Are they, they're going to be happy when they? Oh, Mister Ambler, thank you for finally pulling over. We really appreciate you doing us that service today. Of course not. He's going to get yanked out, and, and and rightfully so. And and he did struggle and he did fight with the cops. Taser was probably necessary because he wasn't complying with them. I'd have gotten tased if I acted the way Javier Ambler acted that night you know anybody would have so i i don't i and they you know they just came out and they filed that what the new uh, misdemeanor assault charge yeah, they tried like that. to they
1: tried to add an assault charge to it to, because because I, I have a feeling the prosecution is not confident with their case they know their case is weak yeah yeah uh and and that and and uh doug o'connell one of the,
0: the attorneys has, has indicated he feels the same you know so I, I think i think that camden and johnson will probably end up walking here and i think they should
1: I don't know these days, man, with some of these juries and some of these DAs. I You're don't right. know, man. I think I'm just going to leave it up in the air on this one, right? Well,
0: I mean, you do have Jose Jose Garza out there saying, well, you know, we're we're uh, uh, committed to seeking justice on behalf of Javier Ambler's family. Yes. So, you know, yeah, you,
1: you know that they're going to do everything they can to, you know, make it stick. Well, uh, jury selection is getting underway today. And, uh, and, 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 yeah, so there you go. This could take us several weeks. I, this is to, i mean i think the bigger question
0: honestly the, the bigger question is not whether you know these men are guilty of manslaughter cuz I, I firmly disagree that they are the bigger question is what happened to the footage of Javier Ambler because you know you have to you have to guess that somebody out there actually still has it that's the kind of footage that somebody's going to hold on
1: to yeah i don't think it's completely erased yeah. and 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 i'm only saying that just based on on my years in the business well and human nature is uh, uh,
0: uh, often to collect Morbid stuff like that. Oh, hey man, you know what? I nobody you. knows I have this, but I got Javier Ambler's death right yeah. here. Yeah, uh, you know, but somebody at A and E has it probably. But you know, what what role did, did uh, Jason Nassar and Robert Chody play, in, in that in its disappearance? You know, that that's I think the bigger question here.
1: Well, if uh, if uh, and I guess they're alleging that uh, Nasur and 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 Chody erased the video. That's is, what is that what they're alleging, like. or at least ordered somebody to erase the? That's the allegation right there.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Those are the the insinuations that I've I've, yeah. I've picked up on here. So uh, it's that that to me that's what I I want to know where the footage went.
1: Yes, you know. it is uh, eight twenty six. Uh, jump in here at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Uh there's an 11-year-old girl that's been missing from Texas since last Thursday. We're going to update you on that story and uh and uh and, and and maybe get to the bottom of some of this. This is it's a real tragic story. This uh, this missing girl, 11, was due to catch a bus but uh but never uh, never showed up, I guess. Yeah, police here in Texas they're pleading for uh, information on the whereabouts of an 11-year-old who uh, vanished four days ago. As authorities said, the SUV belonging to a man arrested on Friday may have been involved in her disappearance. Uh, Audrey Cunningham, last seen uh, at her home in Polk County, Texas, about 7 o'clock in the morning uh, that Thursday, and uh, was due to catch the school bus. And, uh, well, she didn't get on board. She never showed up to school that day. Uh, That, according to the Polk County Sheriff's Office, in a statement. Now, uh, an Amber Alert was issued. Uh, she's only four foot tall, blonde hair, blue eyes. Uh, last seen wearing black pants and a black uh, jacket, if you will, or a shirt. And um, and, and maybe uh, just uh, and black tennis shoes. Don Stephen McDougall. He's 42. He was arrested Friday on suspicion of aggravated assault uh, in what authorities said was uh, an unrelated incident. But they believe that he may be uh, involved in some of this. 834 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Yeah, you can jump in at 512-836-0590. Ray in Flukerville wants to weigh in on this story. Uh, Jury selection getting underway for two uh, former Williamson County deputies in the death of uh, Javier Ambler. He led police on a 22-minute high-speed chase through two counties, crashed out and... He was pulled out of the vehicle, handcuffed. He was tased before that. So there was a struggle. There was some fighting going on. And, well, he ended up dying. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Ray is in Pflugerville and uh, wants to weigh in on the story this morning.
5: Well, thanks for taking my call. I really enjoyed listening to your show in the mornings. Well The whole thing is this. Everyone seems to forget that police are there for a reason, to uphold our law and protect us. If we choose to ignore what they're asking us to do and we run, we forfeit all our rights. Mm. Why? We're breaking the law. We're not following the authority, what they're telling us to do. We're endangering other people. Mm-hmm. So this guy, Ambler, he's a done deal. He's mm-hmm. dead mm-hmm. because his, actions, his because actions. There shouldn't be any co- court or indictment of these police officers. They were doing their jobs. Yeah. Now, uh, look at it this other way. These kids that killed that one uh, mom and wife over against his Chief mm-hmm. Parade, they're on film. They're, people saw him do it. They should be asked two questions. Are you going to man up and take what you got coming to you because of what you did? Or are you going to pick someone in your family to stand in for you? And that's it. No uh, court. I mean, why do we spend all our resources on these kids? Because they're going to go to court. You know that. They're going to get a public defender. Sure. They're going to get a lawyer. All this money is going to be in time. When they're dead to nuts right on the video killing this lady, that lady... Didn't get wasn't given time to implore and uh, for her life and say I'm married I got children so they shouldn't be either yeah. immediate. You know? I hear it. I hear your frustration. I was child. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. I agree. Uh, no. No. no I, I agree magazine. with you. Whatever. Whenever we're encountering police, uh, 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 Javier Ambler had a responsibility to de-escalate the situation too. D- do you know why he started running in the first place? Uh, they well, wanted to pull know, him
0: he's over he's because he's... he didn't dim his headlights. Because of that it
5: Be- it, see it doesn't matter. I'm sorry to interrupt you, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, um you know, I'm an Hispanic. I'm sixty two years old. I have been here all my life. Now, you know, when I hear other minorities like myself say, Well, we're traumatized. Uh when I was a child, I, uh, I this happened and that happened, I'm afraid of police. I was when now you're an adult and yeah. you're driving a car, you live in society, it's your responsibility to go get help for that post-traumatic disorder or whatever, just man up and just say hey. Yeah. Well, that's kind of that's kind of what I was it? getting at
0: that, yeah. when I was saying that yeah. that it was just you know it was it was simply a matter of he didn't dim his headlights and the deputies wanted to pull him over and and because of that something so simple as him just pulling over and saying oh you know I'm sorry probably would have just gotten a warning for it. But instead, he chose to run over something so simple that he could have been a man about and just pulled over and accepted.
1: Yeah, you're right. Sorry. He made it into something completely bigger and different. Yeah. That's not even part of the story anymore, right? Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Uh, Jump in at 512-836-0590. The state of Michigan is asking residents to help house illegal immigrants in their homes and to help resettle them into society as the crisis on the southern border continues. Yeah, the uh, State Department, uh, the State Department of Labor and Economic Development said volunteers who wish to participate must commit to at least 90 days as part of the refugee support program. Now, uh, according to the story, uh, Poppy Hernandez, the Global Michigan Director from Michigan's Equity and Inclusion Office. <laughs> Of course stars she, from there. Yeah, she says programs like this welcome uh, core advance to uh, the official global Michigan's mission to make Michigan home and opportunity uh, for the immigrant, refugee, and ethnic communities. That's their goal. So this is now the second state that I've heard
0: of. That's right. I've, I've heard of, of officials asking saying hey uh listen we've got a real problem can
1: you you got a spare bedroom you can put these illegal immigrants in here's what she says uh in 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 the story she's quoted saying expanded refugee resettlement pathways empower more michiganders to support our state's growing refugee population and build a more welcoming and inclusive michigan for all how Mm. about that (laughs) You know, I've heard some stories, they're they're so desperate to get people into homes. I've heard some stories out of
0: Massachusetts where people would sign up, and within less than an hour of them just saying yes, they got
1: a family of like four that they knew absolutely nothing about at their doorstep. Sponsors would be expected to support newly arrived refugees by greeting them at the airports, mm-hmm. uh, securing and preparing initial housing. That would include a bed to sleep on and, mm. you know, maybe a change of clothes and all of the toiletries and all of that stuff, because you want to do this right, right? Mm-hmm. Enrolling children in school and helping the adults find employment. You basically are adopting a group of kids you got to take care of. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I've, I, I don't know, you know, in Michigan, uh, Greg, I saw Greg Abbott tweeting about this yesterday, and and apparently he, he claims that people have been asking, and as we've heard more you know, reports of this, you know, whether... Uh, he's going to he's going to mandate something similar and and I of course he says no but I can't I mean I know that there are there's fear out there but I can't see that any any state could ever legally mandate that someone take in an illegal immigrant could they
1: well the migrants will come from uh, Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, Venezuela, all points in the in that area and uh, where many have been uh, hoping to apply for asylum at the US Mexico border Fox News Digital they uh, they reached out to the Michigan Department of Labor and Economic Development Uh, And the request comes as multiple cities are grappling with how to house and provide services uh, to the newly arrived illegal aliens along the southern border. Cities like New York and Chicago, they're also dealing with this issue. And, you know, uh, well, yeah, open your doors, they say. Massachusetts officials ask residents to open their doors, uh, you know, because their shelters are full. A lot of people are very mad about that, you know, they, that Roxbury uh, shelters, uh,
0: you know, where no genuine Massachusetts residents, aren't, aren't it, can, Roxbury residents, can't even go into because they've been booted out in lieu of illegal immigrants. We have no business being here in
1: the first place. Yeah. 841. Uh, jump in at 512-836-0590. I, I would assume there's many people in Austin, Texas that are opening up their doors, right? Right? I bet you there have been some. Cheeto Vela.
0: Uh, doubt Cheeto's
1: doing it. Zo, Zo Kadri, he oh, got that, a space. He's got a space. doubt Zo's doing it. They're not putting a couple of uh, illegal alien EDUs in the backyard. Uh, I, I, my guess is no. Okay. My guess is no. All right, let's see. Uh, Jack is in Central Austin. Good morning.
5: Hey, thanks for taking my call, man. Well I, well, I do agree with some of the stuff the last caller said. I was a little bit appalled by his his, uh, his statement. He said that, you know, listen. When you run from the police, you do get you do have something coming to you you might you might have a bad outcome, but he said that you forfeit all rights um, once you run
1: I think, I think mean, he misspoke that, yeah, no, I don't think yeah, 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 I don't agree with that, yeah
5: yeah, you know I, I I support my police, and you notice I said my police because they're protecting us out there, right um, but I'm also going to hold those guys to a high standard um as as they should be, uh, you know, they should be professional. And affect the rest the right way. Now listen, you run and you act a fool, you might have a bad outcome. But what makes America great is, you know, the rule of law and, and things of that nature. So I, I hope we can we can we can all agree to that.
1: Absolutely. Right there with you, Jack. 847 here on the Ton and Oz show. Jump in at 512-836-0590. A squeeze in uh Ken checking in from uh, the Dow Valley area Ken good morning
4: good morning guys
1: yes sir just a
4: just a, a comment these di officers and politicians that are trying to build their political base these illegal immigrants that are coming across the southern and northern borders they're not coming here because they're refugees that have been pushed out of a country due to civil war or anything like that mm-hmm And they're not coming here for asylum because they fear for their life. They've been noted many, many, many times talking to reporters before they've been coached unofficially what to say that they're here for a job, for work, for a better life. So let's, let's quit playing the game that they're being pushed here or made to come here and let's, let's let these DEI officers back off and quit trying to build your political base.
0: Yeah, because that's what's not
4: happening. There's a never-ending discrimination problem in this country.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what they're doing. They're importing their their brand new electric. Yeah. Let them come up there, and 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 you know it's true. I mean, if it, just because you want to come here, well, that that just makes you you know uh, uh, an immigrant seeking entry into this country. It doesn't doesn't that that's not grounds for asylum just because.
1: Hey, I want a job. Well, a lot of people want jobs. Uh, Gail checking in from Bastrop this morning. Hey, Gail.
6: Yes, sir. Thank you, gentlemen, for taking my call. Hi, Gail. I'm a former sheriff's deputy, and we have been trained extremely hard to de-escalate a situation because we do not want harm to come to anyone. And sometimes harm has to come, and, and I'm sad for the families. I've handled uh, mothers crying over their children, and I've handled many different situations where I've had had a priest with me.
1: Gail, I'm curious, are you uh, familiar with the story out of Williamson County? Pardon? Are you familiar with the story out of Williamson County that we've been talking about? Yes, sir. Yeah, what do you think about that story?
6: Well, sir, As a former sheriff's deputy, uh, I think the individual should have just not fled.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. There's no doubt about it. Uh, He shouldn't have ran from the police. He'd still be here. His family
0: wouldn't be mourning him. He didn't deserve to die. Well, I agree with that too. Hundred percent. Yeah. But uh, you know, it it could have been so simple. As, uh, hey, uh, sorry my high beams were on. I'll, I'll try not to let that happen again. Unless you had a reason to run. I mean, you know, why over something so simple would you have led on a 22-minute chase? I
1: don't think they're guilty of manslaughter either. I
0: don't either. No, I mean, not at all. Uh, like I said earlier, I, I, I think for me the big question is where where's the actual footage? You know, but the those cops were doing their jobs, at least in terms of getting him under control and... and he, he, he wanted to tussle with them, and so they did. I
1: will say this. It did look bad with the high fives and the s- celebrations that they had on the video.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it's, if it's just a, a matter of a couple of cops, you know, high-fiving after a, a long chase, we finally got the guy. I get Sure. That. I get that. But if a guy's dead, yeah, it, 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 it changes the whole tone of everything.
1: Yeah, yeah that's, that's the reason I spoke out against this live PD thing in Williamson County from the get-go. They were performing on the camera. And I get the uh, – I understand deputies out there, you, you high-five and celebrate and congratulations, we got the bad guy. I I get that. But you don't do it on camera because not everybody will understand what you're celebrating. Yeah. It creates a, a, a bad image. You know what I mean? Well, I, I would I, – I mean, I, I don't know, uh, you know,
0: either of these – I mean, Johnson or Camden, but I would go out on a limb and, and, and bet – that neither of them were celebrating that there's a you know a man's death. I agree.
1: Part of I me wonders that maybe
0: they didn't even know he'd expired at that point. I agree. Yes, but uh, he did, and and it does look very bad. You're right. Yeah, you're right. But I don't think human nature is to oh hey look guess what uh, th- we, we we this guy's dead. Hey, congratulations, at least we got him. I, yeah. I, that, that's human nature is to go, oh, my God, oh, my God, we got to do something.
1: Javier Ambler deserved to be stopped. He deserved to be pulled out of that car. He deserved to be tased when he fought. He deserved to be handcuffed. He could have killed somebody driving, yes. you know,
0: they're driving recklessly through two counties. Yeah. Travis and Williamson County, both. Yeah.
1: Listen, uh, a, a shooting in Times Square and uh, police uh, jumped in. Uh, it jumped in Midtown Manhattan and thieves on mopeds snatching purses in Brooklyn. An immigrant crime rave has exploded in recent weeks across uh, deportation-free New York City, a sanctuary city that has attracted about 200,000 illegal aliens uh, over the past two years alone. And authorities blame the surge in the violence on Asylum seekers, Mm. that's a quote in their story, Mm -hmm. Uh, with connections to Latin American street gangs known for drug smuggling, human trafficking, and killings. Uh, What goes on in third world countries is now happening on the streets of New York every day. That's what Vicky Palindo says, member of the New York City Council from Queens, talking with the Washington Times, uh, member of the city council there, and uh, specifically cited Venezuelan illegal aliens with their affiliation with a, a known gang. Uh, there in Venezuela mm-hmm. now they're on our streets here. She says, "Well,
0: I and and uh, similar to to what you're you're talking about there." Saw an article just yesterday about how um, just over the past year, really since the you know the the busloads of people have been sent up there to New York, the number of injuries uh, that New York cops have sustained just through fights with people in the street has soared. It was already ridiculously high, yeah. and then it, it, I think it more than doubled. Uh, just over the past year. And,
1: and and so it's it's a dangerous town to be in law enforcement. We squeeze in uh, Rip, checking in from Cedar Park this morning. Hey, good morning, Rip.
4: Good morning. Great show so far. Thank you, Rip. Yeah, I just, want, just wanted to comment on this illegal alien problem. I watched on YouTube James O'Keefe. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Yes. Yeah. They do this uh, investigating reporting.
1: Project Veritas. Are you talking about the video where they were down yeah. on the border talking with the Syrians?
4: Uh there was one uh, this was one he just released yesterday he was yeah. they Oh yeah went they do a, mm-hmm. a, a a midpoint camp where they uh it's run by the Universal Unitarian Church. Yes. Quite illegally. And then the second one was at a uh, refugee transit center in Tucson right by the airport. Yeah. Are you familiar
1: with I, I, I watched the videos. I know exactly what you're talking about. He actually uh, had, a, I guess, an illegal alien with him that infiltrated the, the camp, if you will. Very secretive, very yeah. protective, armed guards, that sort of thing. and Exactly, yeah. yeah. Being operated but, by, uh, what, what was the name of the church?
4: Universal Unitarians yeah. operate that one. And then the transit center at the airport was operated by the Catholic Church Charity. yeah, And... Uh, knowingly promoting illegal activities, both of them, with no oversight and uh, accountability for being a, quote, non-profit. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of money to be made in this whole illegal immigrant oh, yeah. thing, not just for the employers, but for, you know, these, quote, refugee outfits. And they're looking for sponsors. Yeah. Most of the people don't have sponsors. The law says if you're going to come into the country, you have to have a sponsor. My mother had to have a sponsor to enter this country. So again, well, uh, the people that uh, waited well, in line are I, getting jumped.
1: I guess the uh, the nine million that have already come into the country, uh, Joe Biden is is their sponsor.
0: The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings, five to ten on News Radio KLBJ.